Welcome back to another episode of the Behavioral Economics and Marketing Podcast Series. This is Sandra thomas Commonall. This season is entitled Lessons from the Fire, in which I will explore behavioral economics, marketing, professional and personal development through the lens of having recently experienced a natural disaster. In this episode, I will be speaking on altruism in marketing. So jumping in, what is altruism? Altruism is a form of pro-social behavior. It is the principle and moral practice of concern for others, including human beings and animals. Altruism is generally defined as the belief in or practice of disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others. In other words, altruism is acting to help someone else at some cost to oneself. It can include a vast range of behaviors from sacrificing one's life to save another, giving money to charity, volunteering at a soup kitchen, or simply holding open a door for a stranger. There are few times in life when altruism is more prevalent than following a natural disaster, such as the Marshall Fires in Boulder, Colorado. This is not necessarily because that is the only time people act altruistically, but because people who are in these situations are paying closer attention to the kind acts of others. For example, within hours of the start of the Marshall Fire, individuals, organizations, and businesses set about trying to house and help people in a variety of ways that were evacuated by the fire. The days and weeks to follow, many people stepped up to help out those who were affected. One lady set up a Facebook group to help people replace what they needed. The Facebook group helped hundreds of families rebuild their lives. The Facebook group quickly grew to so so much more, including email content, websites, an advocacy network, and more. The lady that set it up worked tirelessly for months, helping those affected by the fire. This altruistic behavior could be seen throughout the community. And we began to see how the entire community rallied around those that were affected with no hope to gain anything for themselves. People generously donated time, effort, money, and their own possessions. Individuals set up stores where people could come get new and gently used items to replace what they had lost. These stores were set up by individuals. They were manned by volunteers. The items were donated by individuals and businesses. Another individual set up a build-a-bedroom program to help kids feel more at home in their temporary homes. Yet another individual helped families find and rescue their pets that had been lost in the fire. My son's baseball little league set up a donation fund to purchase gift cards for the fire survivors to replace their baseball gear. There are many examples of altruistic behavior by individuals, organizations, and companies post-natural disasters. While there are many people out there acting altruistically every day, it only became very apparent to me at this time just how much throughout the community and worldwide people act altruistically. In this episode, I will be discussing altruistic behavior versus self-interested behavior and how that affects buying behavior and marketing. So jumping in, altruism versus self-interest. Many behavioral and neuroscience academic studies have suggested that pro-social norms play an essential role in economic decision-making. And studies have shown that the parts of our brain that control self-seeking behavior and altruistic behavior cannot function at the same time. 
A great example of this is in the effect of incentives on the number of blood donors. Many studies have been conducted about the use of incentives to elicit more blood donations. The incentives have included monetary incentives and gift certificates, and the findings of these studies have overwhelmingly shown that extrinsic incentives have negative effects on pro-social behaviors, like blood donation. In other words, offering monetary incentives for a blood donation made people focus on their self-interest versus their altruistic behavior. And the main motivating factor in blood donation is the altruistic incentive. So how can we apply this to marketing? Marketing application, altruism versus self-seeking behavior in marketing. First off, we want to make sure our branding, messaging, promotions, and call to action do not invoke both the self-seeking and altruistic parts of the brain. For example, imagine an electric or eco-friendly car that is also known for being high-end, it is definitely a conspicuous purchase. The car company may be interested in highlighting all of its benefits in one advertisement. But because of this conflict between our brain's pleasure center and altruistic center, an advertisement that highlights these conflicting messages would result in lower purchases. However, if the company highlights the opposing messages in alternating advertisements, the advertisements would prove more effective. This isn't to say that the secondary or opposing message cannot be included in the advertisement, but that it should be definitely secondary. Likewise, the self-seeking versus altruistic conflict has come up many times during my marketing and leadership career. Here are just a few examples. When conducting surveys or other market research, should you offer a reward? The answer is absolutely not, for several reasons. But sticking to the topic at hand, if a survey taker is someone who charges, let's say, just $200 per bill billable hour, and they estimate that the survey will take at least 15 minutes, but you are only offering $5 for taking the survey, their self-seeking part of the brain will kick in and say that their time is more valuable than that. Instead, many companies will offer a gift prize instead of a cash reward. Again, I would personally recommend against the gift prize, but if you are set on offering a gift prize for taking a survey, make the prize seem valuable um, but not discernible in value. Another tactic that companies often use is to enter people into a prize drawing for a much larger prize. This type of giveaway can be effective depending on the people you are targeting and the survey you are giving. However, I do believe that the most effective and accurate data collection in a survey setting is to invoke the altruistic side of the people. Another example is having multiple and conflicting benefits, as I mentioned in the electric car example. A great example from my career is with group travel promotions. On one hand, you can offer group travel leaders the ability to raise money for organizations and causes that they believe in, such as a library or an art museum. On the other hand, group travel leaders can travel for free. Both of these incentives are worthwhile. But advertisers should stick to highlighting one of these at a time, and again, the other can easily be included as a secondary incentive, but it has to be very low-key. And lastly, I'll give a leadership example. Have you ever been in a situation where you had an unfavorable task to delegate? Or maybe the task itself is not unfavorable, but the person you need to delegate it to will see the task as below them or below their pay grade? 
In this situation, you may ask them to take one for the team. This would be invoking their altruistic side. Or you can highlight how the task can lead to something better. For example, the task might be to input customer data into Excel. The person you may be asking to is a mid-level management. This task might seem well beneath the person's pay grade. Explaining to them that this is important to hand off to someone who is going to be accurate and efficient because it will be presented to the board and that you would like that mid-level manager to present it to the board and that this at least allows more face time with the decision makers but could lead to a promotion down the line. Presenting it to them as taking one for the team would invoke their altruistic side. On the other hand, explaining how it can help their career would invoke that person's self-seeking side. Whichever way you present the task to delegate will be based on the task, who you are delegating it to, and the person's professional motivations. As I always say, knowing your team and their personal and professional motivations is one of the most important parts of being a leader. If you would like to learn more about delegating and leadership, there are plenty of back episodes to catch up on. Wrapping it up. Understanding how we as humans make decisions is an important part of marketing and leadership. Behavioral economics is the study of decision making and can give keen insight into buyer behavior and help to shape your marketing mix. Altruism is a form of pro-social behavior. It is the principle and moral practice of concern for others, including human beings and animals. Altruism is generally defined as the belief in a in or practice of disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others. In this episode, I describe how marketing professionals can avoid conflicting and confusing altruistic versus self-seeking benefits in several facets of their marketing and leadership efforts. If you are enjoying the Behavioral Economics and Marketing podcast, please leave us a review, like it, share it with your friends and family, and follow us online. Thank you for listening to another episode of Behavioral Economics and Marketing. This is Sandra Thomas-Gamenal.